Hello, this is Dr. David Friedman, host of To Your Good Health Radio. Today, I'll be answering listeners' questions. It's been a while since I've done an Ask the Doctor segment, and so many great questions have come in, and I'll do my best to get through as many as I can today. With food prices going up, I'm going to be sharing some tips on how to save money at the grocery store. One listener asks if all red wine is created equal. Actually, there's one that stands out above the rest when it comes to health benefits. Another listener wants to know a natural remedy for headaches and I'll be sharing the health benefits of salt that's right the benefits of adding salt to your diet this and much more don't go anywhere this information packed segment starts now it's to your good health radio with number one best-selling author and renowned wellness expert dr. David Friedman changing lives just for the health of it Today, I'll be answering listeners' questions. Remember, if I answer yours on the air, I'll send you a signed copy of my number one best-selling book, Food Sanity, How to Eat in a World of Fads and Fiction. And I'll include my best-selling audiobook, America's Unbalanced Diet. If you have a health-related question or comment, you can reach out to me at askthedoctor at toyourgoodhealthradio.com. All right, let's get started. This uh, first question comes from Nancy Meadows from Schaumburg, Illinois. Dear Dr. Friedman, this inflation is unbearable for me. I'm a mother of three, having a hard time making ends meet at the grocery store. With food prices on the rise, are there any money-saving strategies that you can share? Thanks for that question, uh, Nancy. You know, it's a very relevant topic today. Going uh, to the grocery store is taking a bigger bite out of people's budget than it has since 1981. That's 40 years ago. And with the supply chain and labor issues combined with escalating gas prices, food is now more expensive. But here's the good news. There are a few things that you can do to save money on food. The first thing you can do is download a cash back app. And the two most popular are called uh, Checkout 51 and Ibotta. Those are two great ones. And doing this can actually save you anywhere from $25 to $300 per month. Also, there's another free app called Coupon Cabin where you can earn cash back for online grocery orders. To learn more about that one, you can go to couponcabin.com. They offer up to 5% cash back at a variety of different stores. And once you've done your shopping, snap pictures of your grocery receipts using an app called Fetch Rewards. This actually gives you points that you can use for free gift cards at stores such as Kroger, Target, Walmart, and Amazon. And this actually helps you save money on future food purchases after you purchase food. So it's a great way to pay it forward pun intended there. It's uh, free to join. So, and by, and by the way, if you refer a friend, you get additional points. So you can get your free app. You can go to fetchrewards.com. It's super easy. You just scan your receipt and boom, you get you get points. So that's a great way to save some money and get some extra food in the future. Uh, another great way to save money at the grocery store, buy generic store brands. I'll tell you, these are much cheaper than their premium counterparts. And they're just as good. In fact, I have a little known secret that I'm going to share with you. Generic store brands are actually private labeled high quality brands. What they do is they try to keep this a secret so people won't boycott the major name brands. So you're not supposed to know this. And I'll never forget a few years ago, there was a recall on two peanut butter brands, Peter Pan 
and great value peanut butter sold at Walmart. Well, that announcement let the cat out of the bag. They are one and the same. The difference is Peter Pan peanut butter costs $5.99 and great value peanut butter from Walmart costs just $1.72. That's an incredible $4.27 savings simply by purchasing a generic version that is actually, it's the same exact product as the major brand name. So buying generic store brands can save you a bundle. Don't think they're inferior products. They're the same, folks. And the last tip of saving money at the grocery store is try and buy in bulk. For example, choosing frozen fruit and vegetables over fresh can save you money. And the nutritional value, it's basically the same. And sometimes it's actually even better value for nutrition when it's frozen. And the reason for that is produce is frozen closely after being picked. So it's fresh, boom, it's frozen. And fresh produce often has to travel across the country and then it sits on the grocery store shelves for days. What that does, it, it depletes the nutritional value and it's no longer considered, quote, fresh anymore. You can also join a wholesale club such as Sam's, Costco, BJ's, and those type of, of stores. And you know, what they do is they give you a better price per unit and you just stockpile and you use the, the stuff later so you get better price in bulk. Okay, next up we go to Eileen Mitchells from Valdosta, Georgia. Dr. Friedman, I'm a longtime listener and love your show. I drink one to two glasses of red wine with dinner. Is there a specific type of wine that is healthier or does it not matter? Great question, Eileen. Uh, by the way, thanks for being a loyal listener. I'm happy to hear that this show brings you value. That is my goal. That's why I do the show. Actually, not all wines are created equal when it comes to health benefits. I know people say, I oh, drink red wine, it's healthier. Drink red wine. Well, not all red wine's the same. Pinot Noir is by far the healthiest wine that you can choose. It has more quercetin and more resveratrol than any other red wine. And resveratrol, you probably heard about, that's the antioxidant compound that's been shown to improve heart health. It can lower bad cholesterol and reduce high blood pressure. Some studies show it may even improve brain health insulin sensitivity, and increase our lifespan. So Pinot Noir will make you live a little longer, possibly, there. Research specific to Pinot Noir shows it may combat the negative effects of Alzheimer's, dementia, and other neurological illnesses. As an added bonus, Pinot Noir has lower sugar content and fewer calories than other red wines. So if you're watching your weight, that's the red wine to go with. The winner of the most unhealthy wine goes to, drumroll, Riesling. And a close second is actually Moscato. Neither of those options offer much an antioxidant or nutritional value. They both contain very high amounts of residual sugar, so they're very fattening. And that's turned into, you know, when you have too much sugar, it turns into fat and also leads to more of a severe hangover. So if you're drinking Moscato or Riesling, you will get a more of a hangover than other wines. So enjoy your Pinot Noir. And I have to share with an elderly patient of, of mine, he, he said he has bladder troubles, and he said after he drinks his Pinot Noir, he can't pee no more. <laughs> so something to look forward to when we age. I thought that was kind of cute. All right, the next question comes from, uh, see, we got Brenda O'Brien from Casper, Wyoming. Dear Dr. Friedman, I'm a longtime listener and a big fan of the show. The 
Common statement claims that an apple a day keeps the doctor away. But are some healthier than others? And what about the sugar content in apples? Is this something I should be concerned about? Great question, Brenda. You know, apples, they really do help keep the doctor away. That statement is true. They're very high in fiber. They're low in calories, and they're chock full of phytonutrients, including heart-protective quercetin. They contain phytochemicals that reduce inflammation and cholesterol, and apples also contain pectin, which is really great stuff. What it does, it helps support digestion, so it helps the microbiome. And regarding your question about sugar, you're right. Apples do contain sugar. It's called fructose. However, the fiber in that apple buffers out this natural sugar. In fact, research published by the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition shows that people who eat five or more apples per week are less likely to develop diabetes than those who don't eat apples. However, drinking apple juice, not the same. That can actually spike your blood sugar because all the fiber is filtered out. So stay away from the apple juice. That's a different story. Also, never peel an apple because that also reduces the sugar buffering fiber. So yes, it contains sugar, but not a concern. It actually helps you lower your blood sugar. You asked if all apples are considered equal. The answer is no. Some are actually healthier than others. Just like I mentioned, red wine is healthier. The same goes for red apples is healthier. The red color comes from anthocyanins, which is heart-healthy, disease-fighting polyphenols. So the saying is, the redder, the better when it comes to apples. That's why my number one pick for the healthiest apple is Red Delicious, followed by Northern Spy. And in third place is Ida Red. Those are the top three healthiest apples. Now, like I mentioned with the wine, what's the least nutrition variety of apple? That is the Golden Delicious Elf Star and Ginger Gold. Stay away from those not healthy when it comes to apples. The redder, the better. All right, this next question was sent to me through my Facebook Food Sanity Forum. If you're not a member of this group and you'd like free access to my daily nutrition and health news that you can use, with a little humor sprinkled in between, go to Facebook and search for the Food Sanity Forum. It's free to join. So come be part of this wonderful culinary conundrum circle of friends. Okay, Kristen McCarthy from Spring Hill, Tennessee asks, Dr. Friedman, I want organic pasture-raised eggs, but always doubt if the ones in the grocery store are truly pasture-raised. Or do I just need to go to a farmer's market for that? Excellent question, Kristen. And that egg pun there is intended. Excellent. In my book, Food Sanity, I actually devote an entire chapter to this very topic, but here's the nutshell version. For eggs and chickens to be labeled as organic, the only stipulation is they must be fed an organic diet that's free from chemicals and pesticides. If you see USDA certified organic on that label, rest assured they have been inspected and they must pass very stringent protocols to attain that certification. However, pasteurized is not the same thing as organic and that term is not regulated by the USDA. So, 
when shopping for chicken or eggs, look for certified humane or animal welfare approved. Seeing either of those on the label, that basically guarantees the chickens have been given at least 110 square feet of outdoor space in addition to having indoor barn access. There's no need to go to the farmer's market for eggs, so you can go to the grocery store, you can find USDA organic pasture-raised eggs right there at the store. A couple, couple brands to consider that are really good is Pete and Jerry's, Homestead, Vital Farms, Oliver's Organic is good, and I like a Happy Egg Company. We have another question from Tennessee. Uh, this one's from Dolores Cohen. Dr. Friedman, I have a food intolerance to several things I used to be able to eat with no problem. Why all of a sudden am I not able to eat foods I used to love? You know, you're not alone, Dolores. Food intolerance is affecting millions of new people every single day. First, I want to share an intolerance is not the same thing as a food allergy. A lot of people mix those up. This can actually be severe or life-threatening. That's an allergy. A food intolerance is less serious and usually presents itself as digestive problems and then goes from there. The good news is a food intolerance can be reversed you just need to put the blame where the blame belongs. It's not the food's fault. If it was food, why could you eat these things 10 years ago with no problem? The culprit is the chemicals found inside your food, wrapped around your food, and even in the cookware you prepare your food on. These chemicals can create a hormonal imbalance and destroy the normal microbiome of the gut, which is crucial for food digestion, the microbiome. Uh, there are several chemicals that are to blame for food sensitivities. They come from antibiotics found in animals that you eat. Also, hormones, the dyes, the artificial sweeteners and preservatives that are in food. Sometimes, uh, even the uh, containers that the, the food is stored can be to blame. Many of these things are made out of plastics that contain phthalates and BPA, biosphenol A. It's a synthetic estrogen. These are compounds, and, and what they do is they can leach into your food and have a negative effect on your digestion your immune system, your hormones. They can even affect your weight. That's right. It might not be your food that's to blame for your weight issues. It's the containers that's housing those foods. So a quick tip. When buying things in plastic containers, look at the number located in the center of the recycle emblem. If you see a seven or a three, stay away. So the saying that I coined in Food Sanity is seven or three, not for me. So if you see seven or three, stay away. Another reason people get a food intolerance is from exposure to herbicides and pesticides. This can create inflammation in the colon and lead to a condition called leaky gut syndrome. You can help reduce this by buying organic, but you can't always trust the store signs. Sorry, folks. They're not always honest, and sometimes they don't even know they make mistakes. So you may need to do a little detective work. Follow the numbers. What you want to do is you want to look at the PLU sticker. That stands for Price Lookup. That's the little code, that little sticker you see on the food. If it starts with a 9, it's organic. If it starts with a 4, it's commercially grown and contains pesticides. So the saying that I coined is, if it's nine, it's fine, but four, no more. Stay away from four. Now, a lot of people ask me, well, do I got to eat everything organic and get expensive and it's hard to find everything in organic? No, you don't. Actually, if you follow my rule of thumb, or I should say, follow my rule of thumbnail, if you can easily puncture the skin of a fruit or a veggie with your thumbnail, 
chances are a pesticide residue can also easily enter. So buy organic when it comes to items like apples, pears, blueberries, grapes, and strawberries. They've got thin skin. No need to buy organic when shopping for thick skin items like pineapples, kiwi, coconut, avocado, or eggplant. Mark Evans from Tampa, Florida. He's next. He wants to know, Dr. Friedman, I love to salt my food. Is salt really as bad for us as we've been led to believe? Uh, thanks for sending this question, Mark. You know, it's a good question. And for decades, health experts and doctors, they've been telling all of us, salt is bad. Get off salt. And to me, I find this rather odd considering the human body is made up of 70% salt water. When we cry, think about it, our tears are salty. In fact, the human body contains the same salts that exist in the ocean in almost the exact concentration. So, you know, we are little uh, aquariums inside our body. We're salt water. We need salt to survive. It's necessary for the health of our heart, liver, kidneys. In fact, without salt, our nerves, muscles, and brain could not function. What you want to avoid is the white processed table salt. That's the bad stuff. That type of salt is heated, it's bleached, it's heavily refined, and all the healthful minerals, guess what? They're removed. We don't get any minerals when we have that crappy white salt. Then what they do is they add anti-caking agents. So, yuck, none of that's healthy. You want to go with a healthy healthier option salt. My favorite is black Hawaiian lava salt, or you can go with Redmond ancient sea salt. These type of salts, what they do is they contain 80 minerals that are needed by the body, the brain, the heart, the organs, the blood. We need those things. This includes calcium, magnesium, potassium, copper, and iron. Also, when you consume white salt, it makes you hungry because it's void of minerals. That's why these movie theaters, when you go to the movie theaters, they, they salt their popcorn. Why? It makes customers crave M&Ms and another soda. They come back out and they get more and they make more money. That's also why fast food restaurants add so much salt. It makes customers crave another order of fries. Unprocessed natural salt will help you lose weight because it actually curbs your appetite. You won't eat as much food. I use this Hawaiian lava salt. I'll put it on my food and it's just, it's satisfying. I don't eat as much. So it'll actually make you thinner. So if you're struggling with weight, don't get off salt. Just get off the bad kind of salt. And to answer your question, uh, you know, it's not just salt. You got to look at uh, packaged foods that contains the white processed salt, canned foods, and frozen dinners, all loaded with table salt. So that's the stuff. Your doctor's right. Get off that stuff. It's not good, but salt that's not messed up by man and processed is good. Go, go with natural unprocessed and you're fine. Uh, we go to Ann Burkus from Sarasota, Florida. Ann asks, uh, Dr. Friedman, I suffer from candida yeast infection. I go on a cleanse diet and I do all the recommended supplements, but within a few weeks, it always returns. Any suggestions? Yes. And you want to toss away your toothbrush. See, what happens is yeast thrives on the moist bristles. So no matter what kind of diet or nutritional protocol that you do, when you brush your teeth, you can reinfect yourself through the gums. It goes right into the bloodstream. Here we all start all over again. If you don't want to throw away your toothbrush every few days, you can actually use a hairdryer on the bristles after you brush. That heat will remove the moisture. Next, we go to... David Fletcher from Bend, Oregon. Uh, Dr. Friedman, my stress is at an all-time high. 
Is there anything natural that is good that can help? Yes, David, you want to get a supplement called S-adenosylmethionine, or that's a mouthful to say, just remember SAMI, S-A-M-E, it's called SAMI for short. Uh, this is actually a molecule that is naturally produced in the pineal gland of our body. It's right there in our brain. And research shows it may be as effective as antidepression and anxiety medications with out the side effects. So it actually works to calm your nerves, gets rid of that anxiety. Uh, SAMI determines the rate which serotonin is synthesized. So it really plays into that little feel-good neurotransmitter that our brain uh, can, can produce. It actually activated serotonin, contributes to our feelings of well-being and happiness. When we're in love, we have more serotonin in our bloodstream. So yeah, you want that serotonin. Uh, the more SAMI present in the body, the happier you can be. It's often sold as a joint pain reliever, so you'll see that on the label. So if you have aches and pains, that's just a welcome side effect. It may help reduce those as well. Thanks for sending in your question, David. And uh, next we go to Pat Richards from Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, I'm drinking a lot of lemon water, but I'm worried that all the acidity is bad for my stomach. Do you concur? Uh, great question, Pat. Actually, the human body has an amazing ability to regulate its own pH. This actually has a name. It's called the acid-base homeostasis. And yes, you're right. Lemons, they're very acidic. In fact, in their natural state, they have a pH of 2. That's the same pH as hydrochloric acid. Yikes! However, here's the amazing part. Once the, uh, the lemon, you chew it up or the lemon juice, it goes to the stomach, uh, it actually becomes alkaline. It metabolizes and becomes a pH of 7.2. That's also the perfect pH of blood, slightly alkaline. So yes, it starts off acidic, but magically it turns alkaline. And you know, scientists, they don't even understand how the body does this. That's, that's how amazing about the human body is that scientists can't replicate that process in a laboratory. So that said, drink as much lemon water as you want. It's great. Lemon water is very nutritious, helps detoxify the body, especially the liver. So keep on. It's great stuff. I think we have uh, time for maybe two more questions. Uh, this one is from Fran Dennison from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Dr. Friedman, are meal replacement shakes and bars okay to use instead of eating food if I want to lose weight? Oh, that's a great question. Thanks for asking that. That happens to be one of my pet peeves. You know, my belief is we need real food to be healthy, not shakes and bars to replace our food. You know, what people don't realize, they see the word supplement they don't realize the true meaning. Uh, it, it means adding something to our food, supplementing, not an alternative to eating. And while the label may look impressive with all that big list of synthetic vitamins and minerals, it lacks whole food vital antioxidants, enzymes, and phytonutrients that work synergistically with each other. That can only come from nature. And research from the Journal of the American Dietetic Association shows that meal replacement shakes and bars do not elicit comparable appetite behavior responses like we attain when we eat food. So that means they increase hunger. They make you more hungry. And some of these diets, have you eat those instead of food? No, they look really thin and what, 
two, three months, but look at them six months to a year later. They've gained all the weight back. That they, they don't work. They don't work, folks. I got an upcoming book. I'm gonna just go through all these diet plans, and uh, that's not one that's gonna work for you. So if you're relying on skipping your meals and eating one of those candy bars or shake, eh, it may be good once in a while. But man, you you need food. Also, most of these milkshakes. Let me tell you, folks. And the bars, they have sugar. They have artificial sweeteners, artificial colors, flavors, stabilizers, hydrogenated oils. They have fillers and they have preservatives. Yuck, those aren't whole foods. That's not what we're supposed to put into our body. And, you know, some replacement shakes, yes, they do offer fiber. It's considerably less, though, than what's found in fruits, vegetables, and legumes. So even the fiber is not superior. So to answer your question, I'll get off my soapbox and just say opt for real food, not processed packages, the alternatives designed to help you skip food. Eat good food. You're not going to gain weight. Just eat healthy, eat wise, and you will help you lose weight and feel good. Last question comes from Anna Edwards from Asheville, North Carolina. See, Dr. Friedman, I suffer from migraines. I'm careful with my diet and try to reduce stress as much as possible. Is there a supplement I can take that might help? Yes, Anna, there is. I want you to try feverfew. It's actually been used for centuries as a natural remedy for migraine headaches. It works by limiting the production of prostaglandins, and these are brain chemicals responsible for contracting blood vessels. And the contraction and expansion of the blood vessels can lead to intense throbbing pain in the head. Feverfew contains anti-inflammatory and muscle relaxant properties, which are really beneficial for those suffering from migraines. Uh, Lancet Medical Journal did a randomized double-blind placebo-controlled trial of Feverfew, and what they found is it showed the herb reduces migraines and also the nausea and vomiting commonly associated with migraines. You can find Feverfew as a tea. It's available as a tincture or in a capsule form available at most health food stores. And uh, you should see, usually with my patients, they see a difference in about two to three weeks. And also, if you've not tried chiropractic, that can be very highly effective. There was an interesting study. It was the uh, Syracuse Medical University did a study where people had suffered from migraines through their life, and they died, and they did autopsies. Now, they didn't die from migraine, but then maybe they died of natural health. They may have died of heart disease or natural cause, you know. But they they suffered from migraines. It was in their their family history. And what they found is, in all of them, they found misalignments in the cervical spine. So they concluded these migraine headaches aren't all in your head. They may be coming from your neck. So go get your neck checked by a good chiropractor. You'll see great results. And have them also check your temporal mandibular joint, your TMJ. I do see in my office, a lot of times if you grind your teeth, if you have your jaw misaligned, that can be a trigger. So uh, ask your chiropractor to double check that. And if you do grind your teeth, talk to your dentist he may be able to fit you for a bite splint to keep you from grinding because that is a culprit of headaches all right thanks for the questions i want to thank everybody for sending in such great questions today for me to answer if you have one that you want me to answer on the air you can email me at ask the doctor at to your good health if i answer yours on the air i'm going to send you a signed copy of my award-winning number one best-selling book food sanity how to eat in a world of fads and fiction i'll also include my audio america's unbalanced diet if you want to stay up to date with my latest articles videos and podcasts Go to drdavidfriedman.com and while there, be sure up and sign up for my free newsletter with all the latest health news you can use. You can follow me on Twitter and Facebook at Dr. David Friedman on Instagram. 
I'm at Dr. D. Friedman. If you heard me share something today that will benefit somebody that you know, send them a link to this podcast. It's available at toyourgoodhealthradio.com and radiomd.com. And check out our podcast library and share these segments with friends, family, coworkers, and on social media. Sharing is caring. You can also subscribe to future podcasts at iHeartRadio and iTunes so you never miss a weekly podcast. More to come. Stay tuned and stay well.